Spring podcast. I'm Pastor Laura Blevins, inviting you to enjoy this week's message from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. Thank you for coming to the waters for uplifting music, rejuvenation, and inspiration. Thank you for coming to the spring. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the spring. My name is Roger. I'm one of the worship leaders here, and I just wanted to welcome you, and thank you for coming this morning. Also, there's an insert in your bulletin. New, this is your first week. Uh, it's just a way for you to fill out and share some information with us so that we know who's with us this morning and um, just helps us get helps you get connected here as well. So if you would stand and join us. power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war, new ages, he will win. I'm not backing down from any tyrant. I know how the Take what the enemy 
scripture reading today is from Matthew chapter 3. Would you stand with me as we read verses 13 to 17? Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, and that moment heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let us pray. Gracious God, as you have poured out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, Lord, bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts to be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. Well, today is Baptism of the Lord Sunday, and so my question for you is, who here knew that? That today on the church calendar is Baptism of the Lord Sunday. Anybody? Bonnelly, I bet you knew that. <laughs> it seems like something you would know. Um, you know, it's on the church calendar, and it's one of these things. Uh, after we have the epiphany of the Lord, which is when Jesus was revealed you know, to the wise men, and today is when we celebrate the beginning of Jesus' ministry, uh, his baptism. And so a couple of things are going to happen. First of all, if you've ever had a question about baptism, I want you to put that in your head or write it down if you need to. At the end, um, you can ask me if I have not sufficiently answered something for you. Uh, the second thing you need to do, so write down your question, that's the first thing. The second thing you need to do is to get your Bibles, either your phone or your physical Bible, because we're going to walk through some scripture today. I don't do that often where I make you flip back and forth but we're going to do that today, okay? So as I was thinking about baptism of the Lord Sunday, it reminded me of one of the very first baptisms that I ever did as a pastor, and it was for my confirmation class, and I was 24 years old and had the most fabulous idea, hear that in my voice, of how fabulous um, my confirmation class wanted to be immersed. What does immersed mean? dumped, right? I mean, that's the, and they, and they wanted to be immersed. So I was, in, I was pastor of this small little church in South Kansas City, and I had this confirmation class, and they wanted to be immersed. Now, if you've ever been in confirmation class, or I have baptized you, I have told you this story. So you can just go to sleep, pretend like you don't have to hear it, okay? The rest of you that don't know it, this is a good story for you to hear. So first time uh, baptizing in a church, it was a huge ordeal. And so my idea, they wanted to be immersed. What do we do? We don't have one of those baptismal tubs. Tub. We don't have one of those back there. Oh, don't you think we should do that? I asked Jeff Watkins first service. He said, sure. I don't know how serious he was. He didn't look like he was that serious when he said, sure. So... We don't have one of those. So what? And most Methodist churches don't have that. Baptist churches do. They're pretty cool if you ever get a chance. And so we decided to immerse these kids in a horse trough. Told you. Brilliant idea. 
you're welcome world. I'm so kidding. I hope you guys know that my, that my humor at this point, right? You get it, right? That I act overly confident and really it was a dumb idea. Okay, just checking to make sure you know my humor. So we filled this horse trough. They would not let it in the sanctuary. I have no idea why. And we put it in the basement of the church, which was near the garden hose. And we filled it full of water. And so we talked to the kids about what they were going to do. I talked to them, and we had a plan. They were going to step into the horse trough. They were going to get down on their knees, and they were going to go forward. Not backward, but forward. Because um, it wasn't a big horse trough. And so we decided to do this, and I was going to hold them by the head. And I was going to help them down, and then pull them back up. And I'm going to help them to steady them. Perfect idea, the best laid plans. So this first person that I've ever baptized in a church, we got into the tent. And she got down on her knees. And then she flew forward with before I was ready. And I thought she was going to crack her head on the side of the horse trough. And she splashed into the water. This big wave came crashing over me. I was soaked. She's laughing. I'm laughing. The church people were like this. <gasps> They've never had such an idiot pastor before. <laughs> so true. It's true. And so I said what any good United Methodist pastor would say, and I'm going to try to deliver this joke better in the first service. We got up, and I looked at her, and we were all, I mean, they were staring. They weren't laughing. She and I were laughing. And I said, I remember my baptism, and I'm thankful. You guys still don't get it. It's a funny joke. Remember your baptism service. It's flopped at two services, Jeremy, my joke flopped at both services. It'll be funny maybe if I tell it at the end. Brian, what do you think? No, it's over. The moment's gone. I'm not always funny. I did say that, though. I remember my baptism, and I'm thankful. Uh, because remembering your baptism is a service that we do at the church. Obviously, you all knew this and got my humor. I appreciate you not laughing. It'll make me work harder next time for your laughs. So... When we think about baptism and we think about the church, um, one of the things that we do every year is offer a remember your baptism service. And I want to talk to you today about baptism and what that means. Um, first of all, just to kind of get a lay of the land, who here was baptized as an infant like myself? Yeah. Who here was baptized that made that decision for themselves either as a child, a teenager, or an adult? Yeah. It's about half and half, right? Um, so I want to start with, we read Matthew, and I want to go next to Mark. So get your um, Bibles out. And we're going to go to Mark chapter 1. And we're going to go verses 9 through 11. I think it's important for us to start with this understanding of what baptism is and the way to go there is to scripture. So Mark chapter 1. It's helpful if I'm in the right book. Verses 9 through 11. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in the Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And Jesus was coming up out of the water. He saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came out from heaven. 
This is my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. That's Mark. So Matthew talked about what? Baptism of Jesus. He comes down to the, what river? Jordan. Mark says it the same way. And who baptizes Jesus but John. Okay, so Matthew and Mark, very, very similar. Let's go to Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3, verses 21 and 22. Luke 3, 21 and 22. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too, and he was praying. And as he was praying, heaven opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in the bodily form like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Matthew, Mark, and Luke all say that Jesus was baptized, right? And that the heaven opened up and that God spoke. Oh, and the spirit descended like a dove. So these three are very, very similar. So let's go to John, who is the artist in the family, who makes things more beautiful and looks at the world in a completely different way than we do. And we're going to go to John chapter 1, verse 29 to 34. So John chapter 1, 29 to 34. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, A man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God. So John's a little bit different, but what also happens? The Holy Spirit comes upon like a dove, and who baptizes Jesus but John? So the, the three Gospels, or the three Gospels, the first three Gospels are similar, and John is, is got links of that truth um, of what is being said, but is told in a different way. So I want to explain that to you, first of all, because I have lots of people that say there are four different versions of this in the Bible, right? Well, the Gospels, and this is important for us to understand, were written by people, and it was their viewpoint. What they saw is important, just like an eyewitness to any kind of thing that happens in the world, a crime or a tragedy, and the police, they go, or detectives, and they go and they interview, right? And what happens? All the eyewitnesses have a different perspective. These Gospels are their perspectives. Now, baptism happens in each one of the four Gospels, and it's important for us to understand this, okay? Because this is one of the foundational things as the church that we have. It's one of our sacraments, right? Baptism. It's one of my very favorite things that I do, and part of why I know that I'm called to be um, an elder, because that's one of the things I'm charged with, is to baptize. This is what God does for us. So, in the first century church, they realize 
And people who start following Jesus, they're Christians, they want to be baptized um, into the faith. Now, baptism itself, and this is important for you to understand too, does not save you from hell. Did you know that? Baptism does not save you from hell. What saves you from hell? A belief in Jesus Christ. You claim him as your Lord and your Savior. Baptism is a symbol. Like my wedding ring, if I can get it off my finger, is a symbol. Is this Jeremy? Is this marriage? No, I wear it so that people will recognize. <laughs> I just stole a bit of So that people will recognize that I'm married. You are baptized in the same way. You are baptized so that you show people it's an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. What's going on on the outside, you're showing the world what you feel in your heart and that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Now, again, who was baptized as an infant, right? First century church, there were a lot of Jewish families, right, that were coming from that faith into um, Christianity. And the thing about the Jewish faith is that the whole family was Jewish. You didn't just become Jewish uh, when you believed in God. You were born into this faith. And so um, one of the things that they did was, you know, circumcision, and that was a, a, a way in which showing people that they were Jewish. And so the first century church, the whole family, it never would have occurred to them to make their children wait until they were adults to be baptized. Because their whole family was in it. The, the children, everybody. And so they started baptizing infants at this time. Now our church, the United Methodist Church, we baptize infants because we believe in prevenient grace. The grace of God that goes before you before you knew that God existed. And we believe that when we baptize infants, we are entering them an outward invisible sign of showing that they are becoming the part of the church. Christ's family. It's also our responsibility as people who are here among this congregation when they baptize to be there for that child, to help them to make sure that they're raised in a Christian home, right? That you go to their basketball games, that you are there for their recitals, and that you go and be a part of their lives as the community of faith because you were charged with a great task to help to bring this child up in the faith of God. Now, not everybody agrees with this. I myself struggled with this my, when I was um, younger. It was something that I really struggled with when I was going through the ordination process because they wanted me to write down all these papers and all these things in seminary too about, did I remember my baptism? Y'all, I was three months old. I do not remember my baptism. But I had to write a paper about it. That was fun. So I went to the people who were there. My mother, my father, my family members, members of that church that I knew that I was still friends with, our families are still friends with. And I put together a, and, and also my mom saved a lot of this stuff too, and I put together this information. I was baptized on um, Palm Sunday of 1981. Where were you all? What were you doing? Think about that for a second. Some of you weren't born yet, Parker. Um, what were the rest of y'all doing? And so, three months old, I was baptized. 
And I, I, I struggled with this, with this because it wasn't my choice. But then it just sort of dawned on me. I think my baptism took. What do y'all think? That's why we don't re-baptize here in the United Methodist Church, actually, in fact, because we believe that if you've been baptized and the Holy Spirit was called upon, that God showed up, God did the great thing, and you don't need to do it again. I don't baptize infants. I'm sort of the administrator. The Holy Spirit is the one that does that. And so recognizing that we're going to have people who want to remember their baptism because they don't remember their baptism, or that want to remember their baptism because they want to go back to that place, to that feeling that they had as an adult or as a, as a child when they chose for themselves to be baptized and they want to feel that feeling again. And so we offer a service called Remember Your Baptism. And we're supposed to do it every year. Now this right here is the baptismal font that we use at this church. This baptismal font comes to us from the old church back in the 1950s after the first church burned down and we rebuilt it into sort of this gothic um, architecture scene, right? This kind of looks gothic if you look at it. Those are not my words. Those are the words that the historians of the church say, the gothic style. And this baptismal font has been in our church for a very long time. Think about all the people that were baptized here. Now, we do immersion. We have done pouring of water. Maybe you remember Adam Hoffman getting baptized. We had a little kiddie pool here. We had um, him kneel down, and we poured pitchers of water over his head. It was really cool. First time I've ever poured water on somebody's head. And then for babies, because we don't believe in immersing them, right, in water, we sprinkle. And all of these things are allowed. You do not have to agree with me on this, okay? I am telling you this because this is the United Methodist way. This is how we believe. In fact, I hope you have your own opinions about this, okay? Now, the remembering your baptism service is where you would uh, put water on your hand. And see, if you had known about this service, you would have laughed at my joke. Anyway, you put the water in. <laughs> I'm really having a hard time with that. You touch the water with your hand, and then you touch your forehead, and you say, I remember my baptism, and I'm baptized. You try not to get water on your glasses. Anyway. Today, I have placed jewels in here for you to come down at the end of this sermon, during the singing of the hymn, to grab one of these and to say, I remember my baptism, and I'm thankful. You would take this with you. To remind you of the great thing that God did when you were baptized. When you were entered into the family of God. Now, infants, when they are baptized, we wait until um, confirmation age for them to make those decisions for themselves. You can or can do. If you wanted to baptize your children, that's wonderful. You don't have to. There's also a dedication service where you dedicate your kid to the church. And it's very much the similar thing, only no water. Right? And there is no wrong feeling to have about baptism. You should feel how you feel, and you don't have to agree with everybody about this, and that's okay. Now, if you feel like me and think that we should maybe build a wonderful tub back here or a pool outside, what do you, 
No, Ensign? Okay. Ensign says no. Jeff said no to that, too. <laughs> I was just trying to feel it out. <laughs> just to see. <laughs> Rusty chair says no. Um, this is baptism in the United Methodist Church. And I want you to think about what God has done in your life. What God has done for you. When you have felt those mountaintop experiences. Maybe when you were baptized and you remember it. If you don't remember it, I want you to go and ask the people who were there to tell you about it. That's your charge. That's your responsibility. And if you were someone who baptized your children as infants, your responsibility is to tell them about it. So make sure you do. It's important. Now, I've given you sort of the fire hose explanation of baptism. Do you have questions that maybe I have not answered? I feel like we should have questions. Is it about Jeremy? Jeremy, I see that confidence. you got to watch out for me. See, I think I'm funny, and I keep making jokes. <laughs> Nobody has any questions? If you have a question and you want to talk to me about it, please come talk to me about it. My door is open. We have lots of things that, um, and I would love to hear the story about when you were baptized. So today, baptism of the Lord marks the beginning of Jesus' ministry, as baptism marks the beginning of our journey in the Christian life, in the Christian family. And that's why these two things come together today. So as you go forth from this place, I challenge you to think about what God is doing in your life. Has God had you entered into the Christian family for a reason. He wants you here. You are to do something for him. You guys pray with me? Good and gracious God, we thank you so much for all that you have given us this day. Help us, Lord, to understand our purpose. Remind us of our baptism. And let us be thankful. In your awesome name we pray. Amen. We're joining the singing of this song. I want you to stand up. Oh, come to the altar. Doesn't that look good? Um, and come down and um, what, the, what you would say if you so choose to say it out loud or in your head. I remember my baptism and I'm thankful. And you take one of those little deals. Okay? Can you stand with me as we sing?
enjoying this week's message? Please consider giving to our ministry and helping us continue the work of Jesus Christ by making a contribution. Go to esmethodist.com on your computer or smartphone and click on the Giving and Service tab.
Thanks for coming today. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast of The Spring. Tune in every Sunday evening for the next rejuvenating podcast of music and messages from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. God bless you and have a great week.